take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. The wordplay of the day. How did I sometimes work with my occupational therapist? Answer. Sometimes I struggled and I occupied patients as I worked with my occupational therapist. Thought of the day comes from actor, humanitarian, and social commentator Will Rogers. He said, everybody is ignorant, only on different subjects. Hello friends and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with spastic cerebral palsy as a result of being born with spinal meningitis two months prematurely in the 1970s. Spastic cerebral palsy is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. The spasticity occurred because of stiff or tight muscles, or involuntary muscle movements. It primarily impacted my legs and secondarily impacted my arms and hands in a milder way. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a physical disability in school. Because of that, I was sometimes forced or coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options, understandings, or lack of support. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in 1991. A reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need as a result of not readily having access to reasonable accommodation i often used enriched environment examples and increased my own social emotional learning the basics of social emotional learning now involve self-management and social management skills to improve 
self-direction, and responsible decision-making. This is episode 77. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Today I am talking about occupational therapy. I am using information from WebMD and the American Occupational Therapy Association. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about growing up with occupational therapy at Juanio. I also talk about my job as a movie theater usher at the United Artists Movie Theater in 1989. Next, I talk about seeing scenes from the 1989 movie My Left Foot. The My Left Foot movie involved the autobiographical story of Irish writer, painter, and poet Christy Brown. Christy Brown was born in Dublin, Ireland in 1932 with spastic cerebral palsy. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to the WebMD website, occupational therapy is a type of treatment that can help if people have pain, injury, or illness or disability that makes it hard to do a job or school or work. It can also help people care for themselves, complete household chores, move around, or take part in activities. WebMD continues that occupational therapy teaches people how to adapt. It can help people perform activities or tasks at work, at school, or at home. Occupational therapy can help with specific tasks like number one, eating without help from others, number two, taking part in leisure activities, number three, doing office work, number four, bathing and getting dressed, and number five, doing laundry or cleaning up around the house. According to the Occupational Therapy Association, occupational therapists help people participate in things they want and need to do with therapeutic use of everyday activities or occupations. According to the Occupational Therapy Association website, occupational therapy practitioners ask, what matters to you? Not, what's the matter with you? Occupational therapists help people with disabilities fully participate, practice, and perform daily living activities to reach goals and outcomes. They work with clients in different environments with adaptive and supportive equipment. They often use a holistic perspective where they focus on adapting the equipment 
to fit around the person getting the services. And they also make sure the person is an integral part of the therapy team. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about some basic experiences with occupational therapy at the United Cerebral Palsy affiliate in New York called Juanio. Juanio still provides care for thousands of children and adults with special needs each year. Juanio is dedicated to advancing the independence and well-being and equality of people with disabilities and special needs. I only used occupational therapy in elementary school until 8th grade. I continued with physical therapy throughout high school. The occupational therapist I remember best was the appropriately named Phyllis. She helped me develop and fill out some skills particularly around developing hand strength and endurance. We played with tennis balls, racquetballs, and wiffle balls. There was often catching and throwing and the coordinating of different muscles. I also remember squeezing the balls over and over again to develop hand strength. I also used things like Play-Doh and Silly Putty. As I got older, around third or fourth grade, I remember practicing by holding and writing with pencils and pens. I had some difficulty printing and writing because of the specificity in my hands. I practiced a lot of handwriting with script cursive and making the shapes legible and readable. Because of the difficulty I had, I was allowed to print my answers in all my classes except for handwriting class. By sixth grade, I was still using occupational therapy on a weekly basis. In sixth grade, I started using script writing, now known as cursive, in my English class and spelling class. My affinity and love for words gave me the motivation to challenge myself and get better with the slopes and curves in writing cursive letters. I had been playing with words for years in my mind before that. The flexibility and different meanings of words were fun and fascinating to me. I even created my own words like fascinating and fierce, F-E-A-R-C-E. In grade school, I remember being fascinated by diagramming sentences into nouns, verbs, and objects, and other words because I had difficulty physically experimenting and dissecting things in science classes. To me, punctuation and language were easier and more fun, and I even turned it into punctuation fun, which equaled functuation.
writing and playing with words reminds me of the 1989 Oscar-winning film, My Left Foot. I had not heard about the Irish writer Christy Brown or the autobiography before seeing the 1989 trailer at work as a movie usher. I got the opportunity to see the movie a few times while I was working at the movie theater. The film and the book chronicled his life, which started in 1932. According to the CerebralPalsy.org website, the film laid bare the trials and tribulations of Christy Brown's life. He lived with his parents in Dublin, Ireland, and had 12 siblings. He struggled to train the only body part that worked. He used his left foot to write and paint and later type on a typewriter. Here's a clip of my left foot from 1989 where Christy picked up the chalk with his left foot. What's 25% of a quarter? 25% of a quarter. Um, that's a stupid question. Huh? I mean, 25% is a quarter. You can't have a, a quarter of a quarter. You can. Can't you, Christy? <laughs> what would he know? Also depicted in the film was Christie's relationship with his physician, Dr. Eileen Cole. The physician was an expert in such disorders as cerebral palsy, and she was fascinated with Christie. Dr. Cole introduced him to occupational therapy and speech therapy. As a movie usher, I got the opportunity to watch scenes from certain movies under the excuse of making sure the film was playing and the people watching the film were satisfied. 
Sometimes there were issues with film projection, so we were encouraged to periodically check in on the movies, auditorium environments, or we double-checked the film quality. One scene I vividly remember watching over and over again was when Dr. Cole first visited Christy. He cursed at her, and she responded by saying that with speech therapy, she could teach him to curse more clearly. I also remember a scene of Christy kicking the ball with his left foot while laying in the street during a soccer-like game. In another scene, Christy practiced with soapy bubbles as part of the speech and occupational therapy. Like many people with disabilities, Christy had to deal with the disability attitudes, understandings, and lack of resources before the 1950s, 1960s, and 1970s in Ireland. The timing and environments were often beyond his control. But he was able to find focus and concentrate his abilities and talents. Not only in his left foot, but he also helped to change attitudes, ignorance, and perceptions with his written work and success. He died in 1981. He helped to occupy a new space with his own patience and determination years before the Americans with Disabilities Act and other social changes that occurred. In fact, social changes in Ireland happen a number of years after the ADA. According to the National Disability Authority in 1996 in Dublin, Ireland, the Commission of the Status of People with Disabilities issued a landmark document highlighting the principles of equality, maximizing participation, and enabling independence and choice in the country. In the year 2000, the principle that the Irish government and Irish public services should include and encompass people with disabilities. The National Disability Act of 2005 outlawed employment discrimination in Ireland. I have included information in the show notes. Were there one or two things that you learned in this episode that you could lean into? Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. 
You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.